Welcome to Risky Thoughts with Rob and Roy. I'm Rob. And I'm Roy. And today we have our second panel member, Shervon. Okay. And uh, Shervon is our marketing specialist. He deals with the graphic design and the filming of our project here. Um, it's obviously still in the works. It's still in the works. And we're still trying to like all, you know, we're all doing everything at this point. We're all trying to, you know, but yeah. Siobhan is responsible for posting our beautiful kind of Instagram, you know, posts. And also Zhang. I'm not alone Yeah, no, of course, Zhang. And Zhang's also here. He's yeah. just kind of watching today. Um, but, you know, we're going to... Anyways, anyways, here we're what I kind of want to explore today, right? Um, I'm moving. I'm not, we're all moving. We're all changing. Our lives are up. They're being upheaved, right? And because of a lot of things are happening, you know, the state of you know the world is changing. Our lives are changing with it. Um, and with Shravan, is Shravan is not born here. Um, all of us are, and well, I don't know what I'm saying, but. Uh, we're all we've all grown up we're here. Pretty, we're pretty Canadian. We're very Canadian, and Siobhan has been in the country for how long? Uh, for five years now, yeah. Right. So, like, why did you even come to this country? That's my question. Well, hold on a second. Let's okay. take a step Sorry. back. Sorry. Okay. Siobhan, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? And <laughs> Thanks, Rob. That'll open up the, the conversation for what Appreciate we're Appreciate it. So, yeah, I was uh, born raised in India. Um, since I think I would say about grade 10, I always, um, it was a dream, you know, it's always a, uh, I would say like an Indian dream, not, not an Indian dream, but like just to move out of the country, um, especially, and I don't want to like categorize anyone in this, but, um, Catholics normally you'll see like their kids moving out of the country to pursue jobs. Normally they go to Dubai or something like that. But anyway, uh, my dream was to go either to the U S or Canada. Uh, primarily because uh, my dad had some property at that point of time in the U.S. and uh, Canada because my godfather lives here. So um, I tried in grade 10. I so I could like probably do high school over here, and, uh, but it didn't happen. I tried in grade 12 again, and again, it didn't happen. Like I just visa issues and whatever. But um, after I finished university, I finished my bachelor's, um, I just um, decided to put it in and uh, put in my application to get my marketing in over here. And I know I started studying here, came to George Brown here in Toronto in 2016. Um, so what was, then. what was like the objective? Like why, why move, why move in general out of the country? Cause you see everyone kind of yeah. wants to do it. Why do they want to do it? Is it, they're not happy with life in India? Like what's, what's the motive to get out of the country? And I know, I think the whole world pretty much wants to come to North America for whatever reason, but what was the motive for you? Like, why'd you say it was a dream? So at that point in time, uh, one of the biggest motives for me is like, um, I was breathless. I'll just summarize in that one word. And uh, when I say breathless, it's not because, okay, uh, my city is probably like the second most uh, polluted city. Um, and what city uh, is that? that? Which is Mumbai. Mumbai. Yeah, but, Bombay. But, I like to call it Bombay, but like whatever. Like right, Mumbai right. is the, so it's the main city, thing. right? No, well, Delhi is the main city. Delhi is the capital, capital. of India, just like right. how Ottawa is for yeah. Canada. But Mumbai, you could say, is like the financial capital. It's like right. I like to define it as like the LA of India because you have Bollywood originated from there. Yeah. So I thought the financial capital of India was like Karachi or. Was Karachi is Pakistan. Pakistan? That's a neighboring country. I know, yeah, I know that Pakistan is not the same country. <laughs> so, yeah, um. but financial capital because the Bombay Stock Exchange is located in Mumbai. So that's why uh, they call it the financial capital. And uh, 
they say like you go, you can go from rags to riches in a night if you're living in Mumbai, right? Because a lot of actors and even a current prime minister was once upon a time um, some bus conductor. Like no you know, way, just, Modi. Yeah, Modi. Like he wow. was one of the biggest stars. If um, any South uh, like Sri Lankans listening to it, Rajnikan, he was a bus conductor just doing uh, mimicry, like impersonations wow. and impressions of actors and actresses and. Um, he came to Mumbai and he's big now. He, like they worship him as a god. So that's why they call it Mumbai city of dreams because you can literally go from rags to riches for that. So it's like the equivalent of New York in the States. Yeah. So yeah, I do, could say that I do want to like, okay, sorry, I have to like do my <laughs> analysis sure. here in deep dive. So tell me about the rags. <laughs> like is, is, is there a lot of like poverty in, in that area? Like what, you know, there was a, actually a couple of weeks ago I was driving with Shervon to Rob's house and Shervon's just like, you know, I still can't get used to seeing like these massive gigantic roads and bridges. We're on the four seven. <laughs> right. And like, you know, you remember, you remember yeah. that moment, right? Yeah. So I was just like, damn, like this is still like a novelty for you. You know yeah. what I mean? And I was just like, really curious. Like, what is it? Obviously there's pictures. We've all watched Slumdog Millionaire. I'm Indian. You know, that's the worst part. I don't even know about my own culture, dude. But I'm also Catholic, so it is a yeah. s- kind of very segregated. We are a segregated. We are a minority, mm-hmm. right? So you know, they're like uh, that whole oppression shit that's going on. You know, same. That maybe that's why my parents left. I don't know. I gotta ask them after this episode. But <laughs> anyway, Siobhan, like so. You know, there's this definitely novelty, and I'm 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 obviously a, there's a vibe because you said you saw like so much crazy shit like in your life. Yeah, you know, you were like a you were part of a fishing family. Yeah, that's right. Right, my, like legit, my, like yeah. you know. So I'm just gonna a bit. I'm gonna come back to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, percent. Sorry, I just going back to like Rob's, like because I mentioned being breathless, but I did say about the pollution part. Yes. But it was not breathlessness physically. It was breathlessness because like you were not able to practice what your thoughts and ideas were. You were mm. very restricted. Like I could not be myself entirely uh, or express my thoughts and um, ideas that I had. And you were judged like every part of the way. And um, pretty much like once you're born, your future is already set because like people are like, oh no, you're going to be an engineer. You're going to be a doctor. And if you're not that, then okay, fine. You could be an accountant. If you're not that, um, and I normally like to identify myself as an artist because I love theater and I love um, acting. And that is considered like, what's wrong with you? So is that like all of India or is that just where you came from? Um, Mostly all of India. Obviously, um, I've been informed recently that has changed drastically. Like big time. Like I had a conversation last time with a friend of mine, um, a long lost friend of mine that uh, was explaining to me how India has changed in the past five years. Mm-hmm. So maybe when I left, uh, it was all across India. But uh, now considering from the city that I came from, Mumbai, um, the development, like the growth of mindset has changed, uh, has increased a lot. Yeah. That's it, what I want to say. So I, 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 there was a period in time when we were using Omegle. Right, and right. I I also continue to use it. Okay, and right. I actually most of the people I got for some reason, maybe because it was middle of the day, yeah, were from India. Right, like a lot of them were young. Most people in Omegle in general are, are young, um, and I got a couple of really interesting characters. But yeah. a lot of them were more progressive than I had imagined. Because yep. I do understand, like I know Indians are a very strict culture. Yeah, we went to, like yeah. I went to engineering, so there was a lot of Indians. 
and Asians in my program. I was definitely the minority as the white kid. And they all had the same kind of background where they had very strict parents and they were all like programmed to go into some sort of professional realm, whether it was doctor, pharmacist, yeah. engineer, whatever. Um, and if they didn't, like I know they got like their knuckles wrapped for, for yeah. not performing to the, the levels their parents expected them to. But I do think that there is a revolution taking place. It is. And I don't know if it's because of social media or what, but there is definitely changes. So anyway, that all being said, yeah, that's why you wanted to come to the country. You you felt restricted. You weren't free. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So that yeah. was one. And then uh, in terms of what you were talking about, Roy, uh, coming back to your question, we were talking about the rags basically was um, there exists. Um, and we were, we, um, we had a subject while growing up called social sciences or like whatever, uh, something about social, like understanding the social contract, right? And they always mentioned that India was, a, probably is, might now, um, might be right now as well, where like the rich keeps getting way richer and the poor just keeps getting way more poor. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why is like, what, what, like when you're saying rags, right? If you see in Canada, like you see a homeless person, you have supportive programs that will help homeless, like, right. you know, shelters and There's stuff programs. like that. In India, you don't have that. Yeah. In India, you um, literally build um, a house from scratch. And when I say scratch, it's like um, coconut leaves. Yeah. Take some plastic. Uh, take a billboard banner, for that matter. Make a shelter right. and live on the street. It's just and like the shanties, or is that what they call them, or no? No. What? Okay, wait, sorry. What? <laughs> what is that? Like, no, like the little you, shanty you, towns. You, I don't know. What? You no. heard of it, Rob. Uh, I've heard the term shanty, but I'm not sure <laughs> yeah. it's in this. In okay, this I could be way off, and I could be. You know, shanty assuming. means peace, right? That's the Hindi word for uh, peace. Okay, well, I don't know. Sorry, and like, you, you work with a shanty and yeah, okay, Home I'm, Depot. Okay, I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> at the end of the day, like yeah. what, what these things you said, they're out of they're, these houses are. You would actually make a house. Yeah, well, the just, same way yeah, that you would like see like a slums. homeless did with yeah. like the cardboard constructed houses in the, right. in the city. The difference is that I think the difference is that the scale, like the volume of people who are yeah. living as homeless individuals the in the city, right. yeah. like you have whole towns and whole cities that are constructed the way you're describing yes. Mr. Vaughn. Yes. Here you have the odd individuals yeah. that yeah. are occupying space downtown. There's like some very small square footage of the city yeah. is occupied yeah. by homeless. Where there, it's like an entire city is living like this. Yes. Yeah. And right. how much are they making? I'm just I'm trying to get a, a, a good picture for North American listeners. Like, what, do they make, how much money do they make? Like. Do they have jobs? Do they have jobs? Like, nothing. Nothing. Like, remember the time when you called me and like, oh, I'm looking at this person, beg on the street. That is the job. That Do you define that as a job? I don't think so. Well, no. technically <laughs> it is. What's the actual term for that? Busking? But, uh, not busking. No. Busking is when you're actually performing a service yeah. and getting okay. money on the street right. for it. But like begging for money, there's an there's an what? Grifting, yeah. grifting, panhandling. That's Pan- it. Panhandling. Pan- there you go. The Thank term. you, Zhang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but again, they they're not. It depends on how much people give and whatever, right? You don't know for sure. But when you're like uh, when if we come across on a highway or something, and there's a guy standing with the billboards and give me some cash, maybe we'll give them a buck or two buck. He can still go and eat. In India, you give them one rupee. That's nothing. It's like one one thousandth of a dollar. Yeah. That's nothing like you. Like I remember when I was growing up, like uh, maybe sometime if I had extra cash, I'll like give it. But then again, like does that person get the, all the money you're giving them? No, because there's like a bigger there's a pimp thing. Yeah, going in the back. Pen handling like, pimp. Yeah, exactly. And all he's right. like, bring me the money. I'll just give you food. And I'm like, fuck, what the heck? Yeah. And if you don't, they'll just kill you. Exactly. Yeah. Or like cut your hands off and shit. I know, just because you get better rates and shit. It's really 
So this is like th- this is yeah. this is where the big difference is is like when you do this panhandling in India because my dad went there as well he was in Bombay for work a long time ago mm-hmm. and I remember him telling me he was trying to tip his limo driver I think I told you this before yes yes and he tried to tip his limo yeah. driver like five Canadian dollars and the people were like are you crazy like that's like that's doubling a salary don't yeah. give him five dollars Canadian <laughs> yeah. like you know and then I remember they also said to him like if a panhandler comes up to you do not give them money in the public. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to be a target, and everyone's just you're going to, you won't even be able to walk because there's going to be so many people around. There's so many people who money. are doing this type of stuff. Yeah, I mean the difference is like <sighs> you have to understand. Here, you look at a person who's homeless, and you can you can have this opinion. I'm not saying it's correct. It's actually yeah. probably very incorrect. Yeah. But a lot of people are like oh I just go get a job because you can get a job. Yeah. There's an economy here for you right. to get a job in. Right. I don't think in India like there's just not the infrastructure. For, there's a billion of them. It's a billion Indians, right? Right. Yeah. So like you can't possibly employ a billion people because mm-hmm. the, the economy is just not big enough for that so like mm-hmm. you have to have a huge number of people living on the streets and shit right it, it's a terrible terrible like it's, it's you can't what i'm trying to get at is like be grateful yeah you know what i mean for what we have 100 percent, man like even the fact that we can sit here in peace in like a house and record like that is like the ultimate luxury yeah you know well I mean? my, the, con- the contrary point is which is what i wanted to ask you next Ravon, is like now that you're here, yeah. are you happier here than you were there? Oh, definitely. Um, I, like I was trying to say, like I felt breathless at that time, right? You're obviously uh, you can preach your ideas and express your thoughts. Maybe you might not agree with me on that, but I feel more at um, you know more freedom over here. Of right. what I can say whatever I want. Um, how people take it is different over there. If you say something, they don't agree. They'll kill you. All right. Well, okay. So. I do want to play a little devil's advocate here, okay. I, I'm, I'm because I'm I'm con- I'm still a little bit. I want more clarity and okay. I want more empathy towards what I have and okay. gratitude towards what I have. And so my question is like, isn't there like a a feeling of trapped that you still feel here in any shape, way, shape, or form? Like you know the money, the society, social, you know the pressures for us to conform. Like, are, can you because you've seen both? I haven't seen. Well, see, this is where I think we, you and I, our whole platform on this podcast has been a message of like, we're doing something wrong here. Yeah. When it's just like, well, by comparison, 100%. Are you sure we're doing something wrong here? Because it's a pretty pretty luxurious lifestyle by comparison. And I'm speaking, and I'm trying to speak for that part of my brain and that part of the brain and all millennials that are entitled, you know what I mean? Or, you know, take this for granted you know like we want more rights we want more 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 how the hell can you ask for more when somebody like just this slice of nothing right yeah. people would kill for it yeah. you know what i mean just sitting down here in peace and we know that no one's gonna come and like you know kill us or steal our shit you know and we're still want <laughs> or more. that we have to beg for food with a beg for food like you might not actually get food in water you know yeah. what i mean like so my question is like, do you feel some of these things that we're talking about as like millennials with the social pressure, the social pressure, and the, there's not enough. Well, money he's li- you've listened to all of, all of our podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. You you know what our message is. Yeah. yeah. Do you think we're ungrateful pieces of shit for what we say? 
Uh, I, I don't know entirely about Raw, but Raw is. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to oh, Wow, are you serious, I'm not going to even lie. Like, fucking, I, I I've had like this dollar, conversation bro. so many times with uh, Roy in the car, yeah. and he's like, why? Why, Shrivan? Why Canada? And I'm like, what do you mean, why Canada? Yeah. Like, I can, like, list, like, sit down the whole night, write a big <laughs> list, and still I won't be done. <laughs> why Canada? Listen, guys, I'm only just asking these questions as, like, it's just, there's a part of me that's just ungrateful. Like I, there's right. a part of you that's ungrateful, you know what I mean? And that's right. just the part that's coming out. Obviously, you know, I'm with friends, so I'm talking to you about it in that mm-hmm. regard. But mm-hmm. so reality- I, have a, I have a proposition. All right. I think maybe. So, Shervan, you, you're in this country now. Do you have family and okay, friends? Obviously, we're all here. But do you have family that's here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 was a uh, so when I. Uh, in 2015 actually not 2016 um when i was deciding like which country i should go um uh, obviously i had united states or canada and i was inclining more towards united states because uh, i have a thing and if you guys know me like i have a thing for latin culture so i want to go to miami and my dad had people there but my godfather he's canadian so he said, no, let him come here, you know, like I'll take care of him. And that's why like my parents were like, you know what, we'll feel more safer if he was in Canada. So I chose Canada to come here. So uh, obviously I have family here and then there's a couple of other extended cousins over here. So I wasn't entirely alone. If you ever, um, I mean, I know you guys have asked me this before, like when I came, you felt alone. I wasn't alone, but I did have a culture shock. Like, mm-hmm. like the first month, I was like, "What? You can drink water off the tap? Really? No so, way! So, Are you fucking serious? Okay, but well, really? Yeah, because in India, you okay, you have so, like, <laughs> no, sorry. What are you kidding? I me? sound like so like just not like you're entitled. Like, I'm, but it, uh, you're so I'm like uncultured. What's the word? Uncultured. I don't yeah. know what the word is. I am actually more like whatever. The point is, it's like really wow. Like that's crazy. Well, like, okay. So this is where I was gonna go to my proposition. Is yeah. like okay, you and I were both raised in a suburban lifestyle where our parents did a lot of work to make sure our lives were yeah comfortable. You're in this country now. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. And I could be way off base here, but do you think you're in a position where you can kind of kick back and everything is going to be okay? Or do you have to go to work every day to make sure you survive? Uh, no, I can't kick back. Right. <laughs> See, and like that's the big difference is that we come from a culture mm-hmm. where, you, where, where just, we have a luxury, right. uh, I'll call it a privilege, whatever, yeah. that we don't, not that we ever would yeah. because we weren't raised this way, but if everything went wrong in our lives, we have a safety net. Okay, so this is very interesting now because now I'm starting to like, piece together thoughts right you know in we as individuals millennials we're coming into the real world saying hey yo man we're looking for the day we can just do nothing right like you know the retirement or like this shouldn't be have to be so hard like why do we have to work all these hours and stuff that's what the thoughts we're having that's actually what we're that's that's the aim right and i'm just wondering if these kids and even you shabon is was is that like a thought in some of these like people uh, that you used to hang around in India like oh yeah you know like at this point I can just kick back or is it like hold on let me rephrase your question did okay. you think when you were coming to Canada 
Did you have a dream of coming to this country so that you can come here and do nothing and have a good life? Or did you have a dream of coming to this country to work hard and prosper? Oh, no, I can't dream of that. I mean, yeah, I wanted to work hard and prosper. Sorry. Wow, I, I like can't sit back, kick back and just... I mean, again, another thing. Like, yeah. I mean, if you're unemployed, the government gives you money. Yeah. <laughs> in India, do that stuff. Yeah. You will be the next one building a house on the road. Yeah. yeah. I can picture you, Roy, because yeah, like... Because I can actually build so shit. So you kick back and just like, <laughs> I think... You can build shit, yeah. Where, where I'm going with this yeah. whole... Like when I say I want to open up a proposition, here, I think what I want to really get to is, in my opinion, I think that there's some form of parabolic curve that represents like optimal lifestyle. And it's not if you're coming here with nothing and you're poor and you have to work just to get food in your table, it's not optimal. Right. If you have too much, it's not optimal. Right. So there is, I think, this point in between. I think you referenced Jordan Peterson had mentioned some like income amount right. that was like the optimal amount to keep the bill collect the collectors away yes but not too much that you can get complacent with the amount of money that you have right. and you can get reckless and then you start dealing with the issues that you and i complain about yes right so and that i think is the sweet spot that we should strive for yeah. as a culture but the problem is you get caught up in this idea of getting to that point and then you can't turn it off. So you get to that marker of, let's say, it's $75,000 a year salary. Yeah. And then you don't want to stop there. You want to just keep moving forward past yeah. that 75K without realizing that you're actually now going down the other end of the parabola right. in terms of quality of life. Because right. then you get to the point where you yeah. and I are, where it's like we're getting, we're actually at a detriment because we have too much and we get concerned with like meaning crisis. Right. That's where we get faced with. Yes. Right? I would do want to reference and kind of uh, pull up like the Maslow's hierarchy. One of our posts, if you you know, every week we do post something on Instagram that's kind of mindful and it's it, like right? a tool. Yeah, Siobhan worked on this one. Extremely beautiful. Um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So that, those physiological is the base of it, right? And then uh, the next one was uh, security. Security, like feeling love secure. And relationship. You know, and then the next ones are esteem, self-actualization, love and belonging, right? So at some certain level of us working hard, we're going to get our physiological needs met, you know, in this country. Right. right. And, and like that, that's just it. I think we're, that's just, I think we need to be somewhere up that pyramid, but not all the way at the top. No. Right. Like I think if we satisfy all of our needs, then there's nothing left to chase, so it becomes meaning crisis. If you're in a position like you're in, Shivan, where you mm -hmm. came to this country to try to do well for yourself, mm -hmm. you're going to work yourself to a point where you're going to become successful. Mm -hmm. And by successful, that's a very loose term to be using here, but let's go with the stereotypical success of making money and having whatever security in your life. You're going to hit that point. And then where do you go from there? Do you keep striving for more? Like, And I think that's the real pivotal point of like discussion. It's like, well... I understand coming to this country, it probably is a better life mm -hmm. because I can understand that in India, there's a lot of pain and suffering around mm -hmm. that's very uncomfortable and you don't want to be part of that. You want to see it. Mm -hmm. So you come to this country where it's limited. The problem is I don't think that we're necessarily wrong, Roy, in our, in our sort of process of thinking. Yeah. It's just that we're on the other end of the spectrum and we're looking at life because we come... We live, first of all, in a suburban area. So everybody around us is already in the same place as us. Right. And we recognize that all of these people are like consume, consume, consume. But Shervan's not in consume mode. Shervan's mm -hmm. in save mode. Shervan is in like, I need to put money aside so that I can get to a place where I'm comfortable. Yeah. And like, that's the place where you need to stay or at least be very close to that place mm -hmm. because then the actual, um, 
the vices kick in after that point. Once you pass that place of security, you have to be careful. I think that's yeah. when you have to shift your perspective to say, I've got what I need. I don't need more. Right. Let's stay where we are, right? And let's work every day just to pay the bills and let's keep life going. Mm-hmm. And I think where you are is on the other side, like I said, where you have to cont- you have to build from here, mm-hmm. right? You, can't, mm-hmm. you don't want to keep living like you're living now. You want to do a little better, right? So my advice to you as someone mm-hmm. who's like in the country now for five years is when you do get to that point of getting a job that makes you good income, don't let that consume you and don't become like those who are like me and Roy, who are ungrateful bastards right. to have too much in our lives. Yeah. You know, that we look back and say like, oh, the world is all fucked up. Well, maybe, yeah. but maybe we're just the fucked up ones. Exactly. Right. All right. So with that do pretty much Rob just telling uh, tell everyone not to listen to us anymore. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. My but you, that, well, obviously, <laughs> I get it. Like you know, there's parts of us in our upbringing that are just parts of us, and we, you know we can't. It's it, we have to work hard on trying to shed that, right? Yeah, I, I don't want. Like, I, I want to continue asking Shervan a few more questions. Yeah, here. sorry. Okay, go ahead. Like, are I you wanna... ending it? <laughs> oh. Are you done with me? Is that... There's pizza coming soon. <laughs> like, so. Seriously. Hey, I, Digital I, content creator for you <laughs> okay. and you're just like, get out from here. No, no. <laughs> well, I'm just kidding. Go <laughs> so, ahead. So, Shervan, what now that you're in the country and you've achieved this aspiration of being out of India and in a place where you can flourish, what are your next steps? Like, where do you see yourself in five years from mm. now? And what are you doing right now to mm. get yourself there? So um, I love the fact that you very accurately pointed that I'm in safe mode. I don't know how you did it, but that is true. Like, uh, I think since the moment I came in here, my, I, I won't lie, since I, as a 21-year-old, 20, obviously, like, I got my first salary, so I kept spending a lot. Mm-hmm. And then um, when I moved in by myself and I decided, no, I can't be fooling around because I can't live in this country just by... You know, relaxing and just spending, living paid, paid, uh, paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. Um, so I went into save mode and I've been in save mode. And my mom keeps telling me, like, how much are you saving? Like, I have like three dollars. Exactly. I have three savings accounts. And in that, there's like more savings coming. And I, I'm always looking like, oh, where can I invest in all? So obviously right now, I'm still in saving more uh, in terms of what my future holds. Um uh, I'm looking to try and get a better job, of course. Like the job I'm working right now is not in my field. So um, I would love to do this job and hopefully get paid. Even if I'm getting paid 60K, that's where I say I stop my needs. Like if I'm getting 60 to 75K, You're that's content. enough for me. I don't, I'm not looking to get even way more. Like I'm content. I, I think it's it's easy to say now, Shravan, because you're you're in your position, yeah. quite opposite of where we are, yeah. right? So it's easy to say that. But when you reach that point, yeah. and one day you get married, and you're gonna have kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. your kids are gonna be in the position that Roy and I were in. Oh yes, and like exactly. it, I think the mindfulness is what we're all about, and that's the part that still holds true, which is why yeah. don't not listen to us. Yes, I'm just kidding. We're obviously playing characters, and the characters is like the millennial sides of us you know of what I mean? course we're not we're obviously do take things for granted that's why we're doing this whole podcast to spread that word but yeah yeah so now the, the, what i would ask shirvan is that like going back into time what would you tell your younger self in india before coming here actually you're probably still nothing you'd probably say do the same thing that i just did you i think that your advice would be to take the same path that you've taken mm-hmm uh, coming to Canada, advice is just um, start saving from day one that you step into Canada. Yeah, don't spend right away. Just don't. Yeah, I, d- I did some mistakes. Um, I mean, financial mistakes. 
uh, where I didn't need to spend money in certain things. And right. I look back and I was like, why? I could have saved way more now. Right. It would be way more, you know, and I would be probably in a different position right now. I could, um, I enrolled into um, some extra um, courses that I need to do, but I had the option of going to University of Toronto. And maybe if I did not do that financial uh, decision that time, I could have afforded to go to the University of Toronto right now. So my idea, uh, my basic thing is to tell them, uh, tell my younger self, just save. Well, I think you actually did the right thing, believe it or not. I think spending a little bit was probably good for you. Right. Because it's better that you did it at the beginning and that you learned your lesson and that you move forward from it. Because yeah. if you did it later, it could be, you can have graver consequences. So now... Do you think that people who are in India still wishing to come to this country are still making the right decision? Um, I think so. Um, um, actually, that's funny. Someone asked me the same question two or three days back because they, I, I, I believe they had a conversation with someone who was living here and they said like, oh, you ha uh, we have two jobs and like, you know, we don't, we can't live comfortably because we need to have two jobs because we need to pay bills. Cost of living is higher. Yeah. Cost of living is higher. And I don't disagree with them. There is truth in that. But like, um, what I was trying to say is like, it's depending on how you say, uh, spend your money, right? Uh, how smart are you in um, saving and how uh, well you're putting it. And I do agree with you that um, I sh doing those mistakes basically opened my eyes, you know, like that was a stepping stone for me to go further. Yeah. Without doing those mistakes, I wouldn't uh, basically, um, I don't know, like uh, reach to where I am right now. Uh, and you also, I don't know if you are aware, but like the immigration, um, it dropped down really low. And Right now you mean? Yeah, really low. So we have about 27,000 applications coming in for like through a program called Express Entry to immigrate. And uh, every person that I'm speaking to that is from India, everybody wants to move now because it's so easy to move into Canada because they're looking for immigrants. Yeah. So, and uh, I was on a seminar as well and they were talking about how hard it is to come into Canada right now with the given restrictions due to COVID. And 75% uh, of them said they will still come regardless of the hotel quarantine that they got to pay like 50,000 rupees and then plus an Airbnb to self-isolate. They still want to come in. Now that just speaks volumes to you. Like even with all this restriction, you still want to come in? In yeah. India, they have restrictions, but it's not as dire or strict as we have right now here in Toronto or uh, Ontario for that matter. But they, they don't mind it. They will still move here now. Right. So, I'm pretty sure that that should probably answer your question. They still want to come in. Yeah, and I, I don't, I don't, like, I definitely see why. And, you know, I definitely understand that this is a place of opportunity. Absolutely. Right? So I'm glad, first of all, that you're, you are enjoying your life here because that's yeah. the most important part. Um, but I still have my, my doubts and my, I still want to heed some caution because I think that your mind will change when you get into that position of comfort. You're just going to seek more growth. Mm -hmm. and there has to be a, like a spiritual side, like a self-actualizing side of you, your decision making and like your behaviors. Right. So, um, yeah, like I, I definitely I think so to kind of move moving forward here. Right. Are we ready to move forward? Sure. OK, so I think we're going to do a next episode where Zhang's going to be on board and we're going to try to resolve our own kind of entitledness. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Hearing about Siobhan's story and um, it's quite remarkable how we are so 
like needy with so many things and so we complain so much you know it's it's and it's across the board like i know everybody complains a little bit about small little nuanced things like louis ck did like a uh, like um, he was I know I know I'm bringing up Louis C.K. Like it's not a really good idea, but he is pretty smart and he's funny as hell. He's just talking about like people complaining about being on an airplane. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's just like he's One like you're it's jokes. like you're flying. Yeah, like you're in the you're air. Significant zero. Not <laughs> yeah, exactly. Zero. <laughs> so it's just like there's a part of us that just loves to complain. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think we're gonna try to unpack that. So without more to do, that is can we wrap it up here oh. yeah yeah okay we're gonna wrap it up here siobhan you can i'll give you the the kind of last words here never mind um if i start then it's gonna go on further so i'm just gonna let it be so listen. open open it up man oh, Who just cares? we're not go. here to yeah. like shut it down we're, listen say what you gotta say man yeah say what you gotta say well so i wanted to kind of respond to rob's thing right um i yeah maybe uh in the future i might have different self-actualization thoughts and uh, I might want to go more further uh, because I guess like which human is not greedy? Like once you get like a taste of something, you want more of it. And if you can, if you have the resources and something available to, yeah, you want to go more. But then there are different factors that kind of like slap you and probably I, I, maybe that's too rigorous for me to use the word slap, but try to ground you back down. And one of the big factors are my parents. And the reason why is like how my dad, like he himself came from living in a hut and my mom did the same thing. So they always shared that story, which is why like I am so grateful and blessed to have them Mm -hmm. that they keep me grounded. Like even though I'm in Canada right now, they will tell me like, don't get carried away. Yeah, your roots are still tied. Exactly. So I hope and I pray that at that time when I'm at that point where I'm like, I don't want to stop. They will be there. Like, take a look around you, son. I do. You really need this, right? Are you grateful for all this that you have? Mm-hmm. Do you, can you probably help someone else? You know. And also another thing that um, I look back. Another factor is the oh, partner wow. that you have. The people around you, obviously, like your friends and everything. Of course. But your partner, another plays a big role. So my partner currently, uh, she is. She comes from Colombia, and she herself has seen worse kind of stuff and she herself is also she keeps me grounded and doesn't like and i'm saying like the smallest thing like uh i also tend to get impulse like i want to buy this thing right away yeah. she's like are you sure do you actually need it like can because oh. we need to save for everything and this and that and everything right so i'm happy for having people like that who like you know pull me back and like take you know take a uh, take a step back look around and then think do you actually need it so um that that's basically what i want to say but who knows maybe i might not i would give deaf ear and just do it myself well i think it's all about your character and it's all about how mindful you keep yourself now i worked for some really rich people who were actually farmers like their family was poor as well in in italy when they came to this country they're now the richest families like they belong to some of the richest families in ontario uh, and we're talking like billions of dollars, mm-hmm. and they're greedy as like, as as ever could be. And even though they come from the grounded roots, they've be like they've they've chosen to ignore their roots and just be consumed by the greed. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, I I'm not saying that you're going to become that way. I'm yeah. saying like continue to yeah. to think the way that you do because yeah. it will keep you grounded. And it's important. The reason I want to have this message, this conversation being broadcasted, yeah. is 
we've recently gotten a lot more listeners from India, which yeah. is great because we put it on Ghana now. So a lot of people are listening to it out there. And I think it's important for those who are listening in India that are in the position that you were fortunate enough to mm-hmm. be in, that they want to come to this country and they want to come here and prosper, that they keep that in the back of their mind on their journey as they move through life and as they move into this country or U.S. or wherever else mm-hmm. they want to move to, to, to be in a more developed community. Mm-hmm. Always remember your roots. That's the most important part. That's all I wanted to stress. So. Okay. Yeah, right. So I, 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 this time I would wrap it up, Roy, but I'm <laughs> gonna take this away from you. So, <laughs> hey guys, thanks for listening to Risky Thoughts wow. uh, with Rob and Roy. We wow. are available on all Spotify, um, on YouTube, and various other. You can check our Instagram page, riskythoughts.to. You can click the link tree, and you will have access to all that we are streaming on. Uh, like Rob said, we are on Ghana now. So my Indian people, like Namaste to you from Canada, and. Um, Shabaka, we'll see you soon. See, now that's how you execute a close, right? Hey, man, I'm an actor. Like, you know, I love showmanship, guy. God damn it. We need to fire Sharon. (laughs) (laughs) I love this job. Don't don't do that to me. All right. I do want to, like, one last thing here. It's like, you know, let's support Sharon in his journey and let's, like, you know, I want to give him the 60K, so we're going to need more listeners. 60. So if you guys can share it, <laughs> let's try to help Shervon and his co- and our cause here. Is this a GoFundMe? Like perfect- like, I don't know. We, we, should open, we should open a GoFundMe. We wow. should definitely. <laughs> you guys can <kidding> <laughs> <Shervon's name. laughs> yeah, sure. All right, guys. Good night. Have a good right, night, good guys. Night, Thanks guys. a lot for listening.